I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I am your host, Rick Wolf. Now, every so often, something really bizarre pops up in the world of sports parenting, and I just feel compelled to discuss this this incident on the show this morning. Last week, something came across my desk, which I just really thought was really <laughs> just unbelievable. About a week or so ago, it was revealed that out in California, a high school baseball player and his parents are suing the boys' varsity coach because the coach wasn't playing him. That's right, a lawsuit based on a youngster's lack of playing time. The lawsuit uh, contends that this was a kind of harassment and bullying uh, by the coach against the kid. And the youngster and his parents are looking for $150,000 in damages. Okay, here's the story. Uh, At Los Altos High School, Robbie Lopez was a three-year starter on the high school baseball team. But during his senior year this past season, the head coach, uh, Gabriel Lopez, no relation to the youngster, uh, Coach Lopez didn't play this kid at all. Now, the details are sketchy, but the boy and his father claim that the coach was, in effect, bullying and harassing the kid, mainly because the boy had refused to play in a fundraising game early in the season. Now, why the boy didn't play in this game is not known, but somewhere along the line, the dad complained to the high school athletic director about the coach and this fundraising game, and since then, the coach, well, he just didn't play the boy. The father insists that this is a kind of a kind of a retribution or payback to punish his son, but neither the coach or the school district, uh, understandably, has commented about this lawsuit. Okay. So a couple of concerns here, and by the way, friends, I, I'm eager to get your thoughts about this because what, what might seem like a just sort of a trivial lawsuit on the surface, there are some deeper concerns about this if this if this case is allowed to proceed. And of course, I'll take your calls here at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. That that is brought to you by Hot Summer Fun at Mohegan Sun, Connecticut, now through September third. Okay, if. First of all, if this coach had come forth and had simply said, look, I'm the head coach, and in my opinion, there are better players on the team than the Lopez boy, well, we all agree the coach is entitled to say that. That's why he's the head coach. He's the one that basically puts together the lineup. He determines who plays and who doesn't play. But that being said, it would be hard to believe that after being a three-year starter, a three-year starter that is a senior, suddenly the boy isn't good enough to at least merit a few at-bats or to start a game here or there. Now, I have no idea how good or bad this program is at Los Altos High School, but it would seem to me the kids played for three years, then suddenly to get no playing 
but whatsoever, that is something that that's well, it's something is very odd here. Now, uh, one other aspect of this is maybe the youngster and his father have been, you know, a pain in the co- uh, the neck to the coach for a long time. Um, or, or maybe they had made a promise to the coach that uh, the youngster would play in that fundraising game, and then they reneged. We don't know. But the point is, if this lawsuit, which basically boils down to a lack of playing time, if this lawsuit is allowed to continue in court, and let's say the boy wins his case of being deliberately harassed and bullied by the coach by not playing, this would pose a very serious problem for coaches and school districts, not just in California, but all over the country. Remember, being bullied in school is a big deal, and being bullied by an educator like a coach, that's even a bigger deal. So I'm, I'm curious to get your thoughts about this this morning because you can see the, the, the complications that could arise from this. Uh, you know, we, we've seen other lawsuits against coaches in the past. You know, I, I recall a few years ago uh, a father, also out in California, he sued the high school uh, varsity basketball coach and school district because his son was cut from the varsity team. He didn't make the team. And the father was convinced, and again, I'm not making this up, that the father was convinced that because the kid got cut from the high school varsity basketball team, that that would result in the boy not making it someday into the NBA. Now, as I recall, that lawsuit was dismissed by the courts. There have other been uh, other comparable lawsuits. Again, a few years back, a, a father sued uh, his son's travel hockey league when his son was not named as the league MVP, even though the boy had led the league in scoring that season. Furious and disappointed, the father sued the league because he felt this kind of slight would cost his son a college scholarship uh, and perhaps a shot also at, at making the NHL. But again, that suit was dismissed by the court. So here we have a youngster and presumably his father who are outraged by what they feel is the baseball coach's attempt at backlash. Uh, and I'm, again, I'm this is... Is this going too far now? Is this going to have other complications down the road? one 337 6666 Let's talk about this. Let's start our conversation uh, this Sunday morning with our friend Ed over in Elizabeth. Ed, good morning. How are you? Good morning. It's a great day to play a doubleheader. Boy, I'll tell you, this weather has just been fantastic. Just wonderful. Yeah. Um, it, it does seem like an uh, odd situation about this. I mean, you have a three-year start, and all of a sudden he's, not playing, and that, that that's hard to fathom. So, I don't know if there was was a vindictive motive by the by the coach, you know, in, in California. But I do know that this this has happened in a couple situations in New Jersey, also. Mm-hmm. So uh, again, I'm not going to reveal the schools and all that stuff. So it is out there, and I think a lot of it has to do it with with certain programs that they run certain like travel organizations and all that in New Jersey mm-hmm. where if they're, if they're not if they're not part of it and, and and if that coach is a coach at another school things things do happen with that but th- th- with this situation kind of just seems totally odd on it I don't know how I'll be honest with this situation I don't know how this suit, suit will, 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 will affect anything because especially if the kid was a three-year starter in the past yeah it it, it is odd uh, and it's, what's curious about this, too, uh, is the fact that the, the lawyer representing the, the, the boy and his family, you know, he's tied this into a case of uh, harassment and, and being bullied, 
which is a little different from just saying, well, the coach wasn't playing me. Now, again, we don't know the details. We didn't hear from the coach. The coach obviously has not commented. I'm sure he's been told by his athletic director and, and the school, do not comment about this case. Uh, but we don't know the background. Maybe the, the, the coach uh, didn't like dealing with the kid. The kid might have been a prima donna. Maybe the father was a pain in the neck. Who knows? But regardless, if the way he was going to basically get back at this youngster by never playing him, <clears throat> that's a concern. I agree with you on that. And, you know, it, it, we're, we're living in a society now where, where, where coaches don't know what, what to do. Well, I mean. Whether that is right or wrong. Ed, I, you know, we've talked many times uh, in the past about the pressures that continue to add up on coaches. This is yet another one. I mean, if, if I don't put this kid in the lineup, am I risking getting sued? And, and you know, uh, even if the suit goes nowhere, and it probably won't, the fact is the the, the school, the coach, everybody has to uh, find an attorney. They got to you know appear in court. They got to you know do paperwork. It, it's a sort of retaliation just to make their lives more miserable. And the parent can say, "Well, I'm just sort of doing my payback because they made my kid's life miserable as well." I mean, it's 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 a it's a very unfortunate kind of predicament to be in. So. Without a doubt, and I think one of the big big factors too is whatever school district you got to make sure you have a, a, a very strong athletic director who's going to go to bat for his coaches. Too. Oh, absolutely. We're also we're, we're also living in a society today. Administrators are what we call the CYA effect, and I can't repeat it on here <laughs> yeah. because they they want to keep their jobs on that because they're they're getting paid pretty good money as administrators. I agree. And let me move on. Thank you for the call. Have, Appreciate it. Have a great day. Take care. Let's go let's go to uh let's go to Joe over in Queens. Joe, good morning. Yeah, I have fan. two comments on the case. One yeah. Rick would be uh you know, I I think it could go either way in terms of the harassment, bullying, it could be the kid and the father, it could be the coach. But I also think the dynamic is where more so a kid might be taking flack from a coach because of the dynamic of an adult, not quite an adult. And I think that there has to be a line there where a kid's got to stick up for himself on his own and only take so much and then just give it right back, even if it's a coach. That's just my opinion. Uh, and and then a uh, second thing would be I don't think – uh, a baseball player, a guy could not play his senior year in high school and still make a college team, for example. Uh, and uh, a basketball player could get cut from his high school team, still make a college team. You're saying that you find it, you, you think that a kid who's a senior gets doesn't get much playing time or gets cut would have no chance of playing college ball? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying he would. Oh, I see. Okay. I don't think it would eliminate. I, I think in a tryout, if he yeah. shows his stuff, you know, same with basketball, if, especially if the guy's tall, he can play in, a, in right. a rec league, he can play in a summer league. You know, he could improve. You know, if he's that good, it'll come out well, in another that's venue. A, that's an interesting perspective, uh, uh, Joe, uh, because, yes, in this day and age, there always seem to be alternative uh, uh, programs in which a youngster can play if they want to continue playing sports. Not just, you know, a generation ago it was just a high school team, but now there's so, so many travel teams out there at gig and find all other ways to, to keep playing ball if they don't feel like the, the high school coach is going to give them a break. Right, right. If, he, if a guy's on a travel team and he's scoring double figures, he yep. can probably play at least for a small college off that. Yep. You know, uh, and basketball is an example. And if he's, 
you know, if he, if he, if he can uh, hit the ball so far or pitch, you know, 90 miles an hour, yep. getting cut from a high school team is not going to eliminate that talent. No, I agree with you on that, Joe. Thank, thank you for the call. Uh, we're discussing this morning this unusual case, which is unfortunately not all that unusual these days, where a youngster in a high school in California, a three-year starter on the baseball team, suddenly something happened his senior year, and the coach decided uh, he was not going to play this kid, and uh, the kid did not get in any games, didn't get in any uh, pinch hits, nothing, and uh, the kid and his parents decided to sue the coach and the school district uh, claiming that the kid was being harassed and bullied by the coach, and they won $150,000 in damages, and we're discussing the implications and repercussions from that case because, yeah, this is going to be curious to see what happens with this uh, because if you're a coach, <laughs> you know, you, this added, adds more pressure to your situation when you're working with kids in a high school situation. And welcome back to the Sports Edge. We're talking about this lawsuit filed by a high school baseball player in California who sued his coach because the coach wouldn't play him. Basically, it's a lawsuit about a lack of playing time. And again, this is something that is uh, we didn't see you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. And now, of course, uh, as, as parents and their kids get more and more involved and invested in, in and what they think is going to take them to perhaps a college scholarship or perhaps to a pro level, we're seeing these kind of lawsuits. And the question with this one, it may sound on the surface as being frivolous or just some sort of retaliation by by the kid, but he is asking for $150,000 in damages. And uh, the coach and the the school district have not commented. And the question is going to be, what happens if this is allowed to proceed? Because he's he's claiming that the the coach harassed him by, by not playing him. Uh, even though the kid had had you know played three years as a varsity starter, if this lawsuit's allowed to proceed, is this going to open up a, a a can of worms for uh, coaches and athletic directors all over the country? And I'm curious to get your thoughts about this at one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. For example, are, are we getting to the point now where uh, a coach has to sit down with his team in a, in a preseason practice? And the parents and say, I need you to sign this waiver that says you you stipulate, you agree that you're not going to sue us if, if you don't get enough playing time. Is that where we're headed with this? Let's uh, well, let's 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 get your thoughts. Let's go to uh, to Tom in the Jersey Shore. Tom, good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, good morning, Rick. Hey, condolences about your father. Oh, thank you, Tom. Uh, I was a uh, just a grammar school, you know, junior coach, and I understand how things go, but what is a parent to do? Because 99, I say 99% of the coaches have, you know, good hearts, but what is a parent to do when you have somebody in a situation, like a egomaniacal coach that won't listen to, not say criticism, but a, a suggestion or things like that? You know, what recourses do parents have? If they go to the AD or if they go to the coach, you know, they're, they're afraid of, uh, you know, retaliation, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, where's the medium ground for between coaches and, and communications? Tom, that's a good question because you say in one, in one case, you know, there, there are coaches out there who say uh, it's, uh, it's my way or the highway, and I don't want to hear from the, 
your parents. I don't want to see your parents. Uh, and, you know, if the parents go complain to the athletic director, there may be retribution. I would like to agree with you that um, I think most coaches these days are more sensitive uh, and, and do have a, a, a kinder heart so that they understand that these are concerns for parents and their kids. And if, there's a, if there is a problem, ideally the youngster would go to the coach and say, you know, I'm not getting enough playing time. What, is I, what do I need to do to improve to get more playing time? Exactly. But I'm not sure that's you know, I'm not sure that's all that's happened just quite yet. Um, yeah. So and that's the concern. Um, and and you know, if you're a coach and a kid comes to you with their uh, sophomore, junior, senior year, and they're saying, Coach, what what do I need to improve upon to help contribute more to the team? As a coach, you you got You got to talk to that kid and and see what 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 you can communicate about. If you don't talk to him. Uh, you're you're putting yourself in the, in the line of fire from from you know the parents uh, uh, parents ire. Simple as that. Yeah, I've always tried to say to the you know again the grammar school kids that I always coached in, in all the sports. Once they leave and or if they're playing another sport that I'm not involved just to ask the coach, your what can I do to make myself a better player? And to me, that should impress the coach that the kid really you know he's really into it. He's into the team. But, again, that's, you know, some people just won't listen to things like that. Well, again, I mean, that's – if you're a coach today and a, a kid comes to you and, and says, you know, what can I do to improve, what skills I need to work on, if, you, if you're not listening to that kid, Tom, you know, you really shouldn't be coaching because uh, that, that's, that's all about communication, and every coach will say right. – Communication is is where it all starts. Hey, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good luck to you. Thanks, Tom. That's uh, and that that is basic. I mean, if you're a coach, and a kid comes to you, and obviously, as Tom said, you know, the kid obviously is into it. He wants to get better. He wants to help the team. You got to listen. And for you to say, I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk to you about uh, uh, these kind of issues or playing time, whatever. Well, coach, you're not really paying attention. You're not doing. You're not really playing fair. By, by the kids on your squad. Let's go to uh, let's go to Joe in Maplewood. Hi, Joe. You're on the fan. Hey, Rick. How you doing? Good. Good. Yeah, I'm uh, actually also a reporter out here, and I covered a case in our town. You might have heard about where a coach was accused of bullying players um, by several parents, and they uh, they filed the they didn't sue, but they filed the you know the harassment intimidation and bullying complaints with the school there was some merit found to them mm-hmm. uh and some of the parents then claimed their their sons were denied playing time similar to something yeah. like this case right retribution but retribution to the parent for filing these bullying complaints eventually the the these coach was not rehired last year um and several of the parents Claim that you know, there was this lack of playing time, not just because maybe you know you don't know the reason for the one in California, mm-hmm. but this was a direct result. And the, the fact that the coach has that power to deny playing time, and if they're saying that there are complaints of bullying, you know that's a clear cause and effect. And one of the one of the uh, players did eventually sue, and that lawsuit's still pending. And another parent claimed that because he tried to help one of the parents with their claims of bullying. His son was denied playing time, again, all after uh, years of being starters. And the fact that the school district and the Board of Education eventually did not rehire the coach, and basically because of this 
situation. I think it shows the other side where you know, these, these parents rely on these coaches for, for their children or their sons to play. And again, as you know better than I, a lot of it relates to efforts to try to get to college and get scholarships, and if they're not playing, they're not allowed to. So, it, it, again, as the other man, I think, was saying, if you have a coach who's sort of not only deciding the fate of a, a player who has some aspirations, but also the idea that nowadays coaching is a little different, where I think some of the, the claims in this one involved uh, you know, uh, offensive comments, racial mm-hmm. slurs, uh, profanity. Now, years ago... I'm sure we all had coaches who who did a lot of that. Now it's not acceptable and shouldn't be acceptable. But this sort of old-time coaching, uh, being considered bullying versus being just a hard-edged coach in the past, and some coaches not sort of coming into the new age and paying the price for it. It, it seems well, like a difficult balance sometimes. It is. It's a very uh, difficult balance, Joe. And, and uh, as you point out, these lawsuits are now beginning to pop up all over the country because the the parents are looking for some sort of way to, to, you know, fight back. And uh, then, of course, it gets even more complicated because whether the charges are, are of uh, harassment uh, or retaliation or retribution, it, it is difficult. Um, I remember a few years ago I talked about on the show there was a case of a high school basketball player, I think in, I think in North Carolina, where he and his family sued in court uh, about, again, a lack of playing time as a senior uh, but that case got complicated because the kid, why he was, <laughs> why he was on the bench uh, and not getting into the games, he was actually tweeting about the fact that he wasn't getting playing time and that uh, how come the coach doesn't think I'm good enough and so on and so forth. And eventually the coach, when he heard about this, he, he kicked the kid off the team because obviously I don't want any kid tweeting during the course of the game about, about my coaching techniques. And then the parents, part of the lawsuit, the parents said, well, this was like a violation of the kid's right of expression, right of, uh, you know, freedom of speech. I mean, that, that's a bit extreme. And that, course, that, that case was eventually dismissed. But, I mean, the point is that's where we're getting to at this juncture where the parents are looking for any way to, to sort of, again, nothing else, to try to fight back and punish the coach, quote-unquote, for, for being mean or to their kid. Uh, it is complicated. And um, – we all know that coaches are hired on a year-to-year basis, and that the case uh, over with you in Jersey, you know, the, the 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 coach may have been fired after that year, but the lawsuit continues on. The school district still has to clean up that mess. Simple as that. Right, and the legal. I recently did a story. The legal fees uh, that the district had to had to was billed for just for the last two years for related cases is almost a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so so uh, basically, if the parents might be saying. Uh, well, you know, we're not going to win this case, and by this point, my kid's already gone off to college or he's out of high school. But there's still that somebody somewhere has to clean up the mess and pay, as you say, serious legal fees just to, to take care of something that's gone away. I mean, it's just it is bizarre, but that's the kind of world we live in these days. Yeah, thank you very much. Hey, Joe, thanks for the call. Interesting stuff. Uh, you know, and that's what we're talking about. I mean, this is the, this is the the after effect of, of these kind of situations. Let's go to uh, let's go to Jr. in the Bronx. Hey, Jr., you're on the fan. Hey, Rick. Uh, my condolences to you and your family. Over your father, he was a great man. Well, thank you very much, Jr. It's very kind of you. Yeah. Well, I was uh, I'm friendly with Dick Caswell. My son's played for the Robins, like you did. Oh, of course. Yes. Yeah. Uh, nobody's brought up the point that some of these high school games. I coached high school for St. Raymond's mm-hmm. in the Bronx. Mm-hmm that some of these high schools don't have enough players to make a good team. Seven, eight, and nine usually aren't that good. Mm-hmm. 
and he could be starting for three years, but as a senior, he might have some kids might have come into the school that are better. That is correct. That is absolutely yeah. correct. And I, that has that was asking. I was looking for research about this. That well, maybe all of a sudden the kid was just a, a weak player because they had enough guys to fill out a roster, and all of a sudden the, there were better players. And certainly yeah. the coach. But that's why I said if the coach had said early on in the season. Look, I just said, said to the kid, look, I know you've been a, 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 on the varsity for three years, but I have better players, in my opinion, and I'm the head coach, then I think this all this would have gone away. Uh, yeah. Because the coach can say, I'm entitled, I was hired to basically make my decision of who's going to start. Now, the fact that the kid didn't get any at-bats or didn't get any starts, that's a little peculiar because, after all, I mean, that even – there are going to be games during the course of the season where they're going to be lopsided scores or whatever, but it, it does sound curious as to why this kid didn't get at least uh, one one inning of play or one at bat during the course of the season. Yeah, in that in that sense, you're right. You know, we usually get uh, non-league games where we get the non-starters into the of game. Course, of usually, course. you have uh, you know that kind of a situation, but uh, you know everything is different. Like I said, a lot of teams may have twelve or thirteen kids on the team. We had lucky enough to have eighteen or twenty. Yeah, and some of them were good, yeah. really good. Yeah, well, I mean, St. Raymond's is traditionally a pretty good program, and, um, you know, I remember when I was coaching at Mercy, uh, you know, some years ago, I used to always look down and, and uh, look at potential prospects out of St. Raymond's. So, I mean, the Catholic League always has good ball players. Yeah. So, Again, thank you, and uh, my condolences to you and your th- family. Thank you, Jr. appreciate that. All right. Uh, you Thank know, you. and and you know, he Jr. makes a very good point that we don't know the specifics about what happened. Maybe the coach, a new this coach, came in and brought in a whole bunch of new players who are better than this kid who sat who had started for three years. That's a really distinct possibility. However, if he had said to this kid early in the season, "I just want to tell you, you're a senior. I understand you've been in a team for three years." But the fact is, I don't know sure how much you're going to get in terms of playing time this year because I some kid who's better ahead of you at your position. At least if coach had said that, may have this this lawsuit nonsense would have gone away and would have never taken place. Uh, again, we just don't know. Just a quick note about AskCoachWolf.com. Uh, we're in the process of uh, doing a whole new layout and design uh, for my website. It's almost completed. It'll be unveiled in the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, the site is meant to be much easier to navigate, much easier to add your comments. So, uh, again, stay tuned. I'll let you know when it's uh, officially up and running. Uh, one other note, <laughs> the, the cover story in this week's edition of Time magazine – uh, there's a tremendous piece about showing how gigantic, how huge the youth sports industry has become in this country. It is absolutely a must-reading for every parent, every coach, every educator. Uh, and next Sunday, the journalist who, who wrote that cover story in time, uh, Sean Gregory, uh, will be my guest here on The Sports Edge. So I'm going to give you some homework, uh, even though I know it's uh, school hasn't started yet, but uh, your homework is to make sure you grab a copy of Time Magazine or get it online uh, and read the cover story. Uh, most of the topics you've heard about on this show for many, many years, but to see Time Magazine really cover this in such great detail, it, it just, it's just amazing how the youth sports uh, world has grown and changed uh, in so many ways over the years. 
Um, okay, we're talking this morning about this lawsuit in California about this kid who basically was suing his coach for a lack of playing time. Now, I personally feel uh, that uh, this lawsuit will probably be uh, dismissed somewhere uh, in the legal system and the courts because if it, if it went ahead, uh, then this would really set up a situation where coaches, athletic directors, I mentioned a few minutes ago, do we now have to take precautions where kids say, okay, I, I agreed that I won't sue the coach uh, if I'm on the team this year because I didn't you know, get enough playing time or didn't make all league or whatever it might be. Uh, this, is, this is sort of dangerous territory. And again, uh, as the callers have mentioned already, there have been other lawsuits that popped up that are similar to this one. And that's where we are these days when it comes to, to sports parenting. Parents are so vested with their kids that they feel that the coach isn't, isn't uh, giving their kid a real fair shake. They're going to say, well, you know what? I'm just going to take you to court. Simple as that. one 337 6666 Let's go to Brick, New Jersey. Tom, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Coach. Yeah. You know, it's sad to say I think that this lawsuit is allowed to stand. Well, it, it, it may not. In the it, end, it, it may not. It may go away, end. you know. I know I'm saying, but if it's allowed to stand, it could be the beginning of the end of high school sports. Mm-hmm. Where it has gone was never the intention of high school sports, I don't think. I thought it was just part of the growing up process. You learn how to work with other people in many different venues. The drama club, the band. And now if your kid doesn't have it, you know, have the, the ability, uh, people are going to sue because they want, you know, something out of it, you know, a better scholarship, a, a pro career. That's not what high school sports was for. Tom, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, those days, of course, are, are, are unfortunately long gone. Uh, I do understand that parents today uh, seem to be more uh, emotionally uh, connected with their kids and progress. But as you say, high school sports in particular, it's not they weren't designed to make sure that your kid is a star. They weren't designed to make sure your kid gets a scholarship. Uh, and all of a sudden, to hear about lawsuits uh, that are, you know, again happening in more and more states, it, it just, it just said you wonder about at some point to the 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 school districts like the one over in Maplewood, New Jersey, that still has to pay a hundred thousand dollars in legal expenses. At one point, did the schools say, you know what, we don't want to do this anymore. We just don't think it's worth our while to run the risk of having lawsuits because parents don't like a, their kids' coach. That's a real concern. Uh, Tom, let me move on, but thank you for uh, that meaningful call. Uh, let me go to uh, Terry up in Amenia. Terry, good morning. Good morning, Coach Wolf. Um, there's one aspect of this that nobody's focused on so far. Mm-hmm. Given the facts as you have presented them, would you please explain to me why it is appropriate for a high school coach to put pressure on one of his players to appear if you will, pro bono in a charity event? Well, that's an interesting point, Terry. Uh, one of the things that I uncovered uh, in, in the, doing my research is that, uh, particularly in California, and I imagine it's true in other states as well, but a coach uh, cannot force a kid uh, on his team to participate in a fundraising event. Now, I don't know more 
than that in terms of what happened in this case, but clearly something occurred where the coach uh, expected this kid to play in the fundraising game. The kid may have had a conflict. Maybe he just said he would appear, and then they reneged on that promise. I don't know. We don't, this is the problem. We don't have all the facts here. Correct. And, but uh, to give the kid the benefit of the doubt, yeah. let's assume that the charity was one that his parents didn't approve of for mm-hmm. some reason. And they said you can't play in the game. We don't know the facts. Correct. But one thing that's clear to me, based on the facts as you have presented them, is since the young man got no playing time whatever, as far as I'm concerned, that's open and shut retaliation. And the other aspect of this is people whine about how much it costs the school district. That's something they should be insured for. And if they don't have insurance, that's something that the parents have a right to whine to the school board about. Well, Terry, th- those are both good points. I, I don't know, and again, I, I'm hopeful as this case out in uh, California begins to get more and more national attention, perhaps more of the facts will be forthcoming as what really went on here uh, as to cause this coach to say, I'm just going to not play this kid. I mean, he's, as we've heard some other callers say, well, maybe the kid... Uh, wasn't good enough, and and the but that's true. The coach should have said that early on. Exactly. But but we but haven't the fact heard that, that the kid never was allowed to play throughout the entire season. Smells. Yeah, yeah. But it smells. The other thing is that, and we've we've discussed this in the past. Uh, you know, as as the uh, as the rise of insurance uh, continues to escalate, particularly for those sports like like football. With the concussions concerns, you know, you're going to find more and more school districts saying we don't want to be in the position of having to pay out giant, uh, you know, premiums for insurance because we know these concussions issues aren't going to go away. And if a kid gets hurt in a high school football game and the parents are going to sue us because we should have kept the kid, you know, out of the games and so on and so forth, you're going to find more and more high schools saying we're just going to drop football. Or they're going to have to find that the enrollment has gotten so small for football that they're going to walk away from that sport. And that, sad to say, that's part of progress. Well, it, it is, but again, it has all to do more with the, the, the simple fact of fi- financial restraints. And, it's, but it's still part of progress. Well, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's just whether we like it or not, it's part of the... Uh, of the business of moving forward, I I agree with you. It's it's uh, it's um, it's difficult to understand how uh, high school sports, which at one point were very pure and pristine, have now sort of evolved into this uh, multi-headed sort of uh, monster. But that's that's exactly what's going on. Let me on. put it to you this way, Coach, and then yeah. I'll sign off. Mm-hmm. You and I are in approximately the same age bracket. Your younger brother and I, as you know, were college classmates. Mm-hmm. We're dinosaurs at the end of the Cretaceous period. <laughs> things are changing, and the next generation is going to have to deal with these things and adapt to sports and all of that sort of thing in ways that you and I not only cannot but do not want to contemplate. Uh, Terry, Stay I, well, I, my friend. Well, I, let me just say this. I agree with everything you just said. Although the fact that my brother is actually uh, older than I am, so I. <laughs> well, you referred to him. I just looked at the entry in a class book in which he but, referred to you as your old, as his older brother. Yeah, he's he, uh, Bob is older than I am by a few years, but I agree with you that uh, as complicated as this has become, I don't know what the next generation of sports parents are how how they're going to grapple with all this because these issues are for real and, and it's a it's a real concern. Let's put it this way. 
Isn't it wonderful that you and I won't have to deal with it? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I hear you. <laughs> Better over the hill than under it. <laughs> Stay well, Coach. Thanks, Terry. Take Bye. care. Bye. Uh, you know, and, and, and Terry's correct that, uh, yeah, I mean, there was a time, and uh, not to sound to, to like a dinosaur, but high school sports were much cleaner. Uh, the rules were much better delineated. Maybe, maybe they had their own issues, I'm sure. Uh, and I'm sure we can get lots and lots of callers to say that was a difference in those days, but it wasn't perfect. A lot of issues and so on and so forth. But today, as we've been discussing uh, uh, during the purview of the of these shows I do on The Fan, it is really complicated being a sports parent today. The first one the issue you deal with, of course, is if your, if your kid – wants to play a contact sport like lacrosse or ice hockey or field hockey or soccer or football, concussions, real problem. How do you cope with that? How do you deal with that? Uh, in terms of travel teams and, uh, you know, playing on, uh, on programs where the coaches, you know, are they paying attention to your kid? Uh, how much does it cost? Uh, is this really going to pay off in the long run with a college scholarship? Uh, these are the issues I understand that parents deal with all the time today and as I said, I'm not sure it's going to get any easier. So I said a few minutes ago, check out this uh, cover story in Time Magazine uh, by Sean Gregory, and you'll get a sense of what some parents go to in terms of the lengths of to making sure their kid are, are they're successful in, in sports. Big Wolf Sports Radio 1019 FM The Fan and Sports Radio 66 WFAN. Well, I wish I had more time to talk about this topic and take more of your calls. I, obviously, I don't think this issue uh, that this lawsuit represents, I don't think this, this is going to go away soon. I think we're going to see, unfortunately, more lawsuits uh, against coaches and school districts and athletic directors. Uh, it's just the way it is today in the world. Uh, and I do think, as I mentioned before the break, you, you might end up in a situation where we see more and more public high schools in particular decide, you know what? We're just going to follow the what they do in Europe and, and get away from having uh, varsity sports. We're just going to we're just going to let kids uh, go to school here. If they want to play sports uh, on their own, they can join a, a travel or or a travel program in, in their off hours. But we just can't run the risk of having lawsuits, uh, you know, about playing time, other trivialities that are going to be a concern down the road uh, in terms of the cost to the school district. And I do think. That's something that uh, may happen as this, this kind of lawsuits continue. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 